we have lived another year, a year without Abba to guide us, his presence in our lives now absent. The presence of his absence is keenly felt. This is a poetic dedication. With what stoic delicacy does the Virginia creeper let go? This feeblest tug brings down a sheaf of leaves kite high, as if to say to live is good, but not to live, to be pulled down with scarce a rippling sound, still flourishing, still stretching toward the sun, is also good. All photosynthesis abandoned, quiet quits. Next spring, the hairy rootlets left unpulled snake out a leafy afterlife up that same smooth barked oak. In this one of the last poems John Updike wrote, he captured that wonderful trope, stoic delicacy, that captured for me thinking of Abba and reminding me of David Hume's delicacy of passion and Abba's stoicism. Hume suggests that some people are prone to great happiness and great sadness, reacting to small good events with ecstasy and small setbacks with despair. But this is not not the right way to live. <clears throat> Abba's stoic character can be spun out from the stoicism his life represented. He weathered the storms as much as the pleasures with the same temperament. Yet there was such a delicacy, a delicate stoic, a delicacy to his manner and temperament, colored by an almost impish sense of humor and a sensitivity to the pain of others. He never made you feel he had any other commitments other than to you. He had all the time in the world just for you to attend to your needs right now for as long as, his, as it took. Manny reminded me of his annual <clears throat> sale of Homet's visits to Abba, and if he had time, he would spend hours with him. With what stoic delicacy does the Virginia creeper let go? Abba's letting go of this world was with dignity and stoicism. The presence of his absence is keenly felt. We come here together to memorialize him in this way. This Aaron Kodesh signifies his legacy. They should make an Aaron in Pasha's Truma, we're told. Why does the Torah employ the plural? They, it's he. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, according to Shmos Rabbah, said that everyone should participate in its construction so that they all should merit its Torah learning. Baruch Hashem, so many people have joined Sarah and I in this project. Now come to fruition, thanks to all of us together. You've heard today that Abba was a living Aron Kodesh, both in his erudition in Torah scholarship and like an Aron Kodesh housing the holy scrolls of Torah, he was the living embodiment of the Torah scholar. Year after year when visiting, I would retire, leaving him at his desk late into the night with the Gemara open. The Gemara learns out from Mikdash HaKodesh that the space where the Aron Kodesh was located also had an inherent Kedusha, even after it was gone. 
Just like the Azara had its Kedusha status and the Hegel had its Kedusha status, so too the Mokom of the Aron Kodesh, even if there's no Aron Kodesh, even after the end, has a particular Kedusha status. The presence of his absence is keenly felt. The space Abba occupied in this world, his legacy continues in his parishioners, his Talmidim, his family, his life. Its inspiration, even in his absence, leaves a trace in our lives of Kedusha. Abba is no more with us, but this Aaron Kodesh allows us to feel his absence through its presence. It should be gold within and without. From here we derive that a Talmud Chochem in the Gemara and Yuma, whose inner thoughts do not reflect his outward gestures, She'ein Tocho Kabaro, is not truly a Talmud Chochem. Abba was nothing if not a man of integrity. I never ever heard him say anything in Torah or in the world that was not his essential belief and feeling. Nothing was done for show to impress or to convince. The presence of his absence is keenly felt. There does, however, appear to be a second role which the Aaron played. The Mishkan and the Mikdash in general was intended as the site of the greatest concentration of Hashem's presence in this world. Though this is true of the Mikdash in general, the Aaron served as a miniature Kisei HaKovod to the Shrina, corresponding to the actual Kisei HaKovod Bashamayim. Abba was a living testament to the presence of the Shrina. There was no public versus private life. There was no separation of his awareness of the divine in every aspect of his living being. He was the true embodiment of the Shekhinah, as was the Aaron Kodesh. The presence of his absence is keenly felt. The Torah divided the Aaron section into two to underscore two different functions of the Aaron. The first psukim described the Aaron Ha'edut, an ornate gold chest intended to store the luchos. Alternatively, the second part of the section described the Aaron Hashem, a base upon which stood angelic figures representing the miniature Kisei HaKovod. These two roles amply reflect the two functions of the Mikdash. On the one hand, it is the site of the concentrated presence of the Shekhinah. Alternatively, it is the epicenter from which Torah knowledge emanates. Abba, above all, was an interpreter of Torah, struggling to make sense of the literal and semantic, but also the allegorical readings of Torah. His mastery extended from the grammatical to the halachic to the metaphysical. His originality was dazzling, a unique blend of the traditional and modern scholarly approaches to textual analysis. The absence of his presence is keenly felt. It is therefore a fitting tribute and a memorial to his legacy that we dedicate this Aaron Kodesh today on the first yacht site of his Petira. In participating with Sarah and I, we acknowledge the following people who contributed so generously. <clears throat> without whom we could not have accomplished, accomplished this goal. Thank you so much to Martin Bolson, Gideon Shaw, Avram Fruchthandler, Manny Gross and family. 
to Simcha Haberman, Atara Berliner, Motti Trillman, the Milsteins, and Naftali Walkerlenter, to Abe Altman, Yossi Meistel, Mark Moskowitz, Mendy Pollock, Rebeirish Bronstein, Sol Thayer, David Mandel, and the Wolfson family. In conclusion, Rav Hutner expressed a judgment <clears throat> at the end of a Hesperdi delivered for Avram Kotler as follows. He said, there have been Gedolim whose stature as individuals was fully in proportion to the dimensions of their mission to their generation. There have been Gedolim of towering stature whose mission to their generation nevertheless did not reflect their personal greatness. On the other hand, there were Gedolim whose mission to their generation was in excess of their personal stature. Rav Hutner placed Rav Kotler Zetzal in the first category. Rav Aaron's life and work was more in the public eye and the godless which he showed was a type that the public could recognize and readily appreciate. While Rav Hutner was likewise called upon to utilize all of his great gifts and qualities in serving the tzibur, the nature of what he revealed was such that there was clearly much more that was concealed. I would like to humbly add that Rav Hutner's Talmud Chaviv, my revered father-in-law, Rav Menachem Mendel Getting of the Rocha, represented a godel who defied the simple categories of stature and mission. The complexity of his soul defied such judgment. He chose his mission as a pulpit rabbi because it served his need to tend to his flock for decades. Yet he did not allow this to interfere with his unique Torah scholarship, which also defied the neat categories of the usual and customary definition of a Torah scholar. We mourn his loss as we come together to a full closure halachically with the first yard site. The presence of his absence is keenly felt.